Hey everybody, I got another single coming your way, and uh, this one's kind of going to talk about, well, I guess I'll just dive into it instead of trying to explain what it's going to be. I, I've i been kind of struggling a lot with sort of how I want to present myself on this podcast, or I guess how 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 deep I want to, you know, go with my jokes, or you know, my thoughts and opinions on certain subjects. Uh, not that I think they're incredibly controversial. I think they're fairly standard. But we find ourselves in an age where if you have an opinion that's anything less than the most quote-unquote progressive thought or idea, then you're going to potentially have your life not necessarily ruined but drastically changed in a way you don't want it to you know being so young and early in my career uh, having anything recorded on audio or any kind of recording of someone saying something that maybe in the future might not be considered uh, acceptable or what have you not that I think I have any incredibly outlandish thoughts or controversial ideas. Uh, it's just really stressful to put yourself out there and hope that the masses don't dive on you. And that's, you know, kind of what I want to talk about here. Uh, depending on how this whole thing goes, I may go deeper. But, uh, you know, for you know these not-so-controversial ideas are things like, you know, um well i mean this is not even a not so controversial idea this one this one stopped quite earlier we briefly talked about it uh i i briefly talked about it with uh, deontay in a previous podcast about how some people would say that if you're a straight man and you're not extracted attracted to a trans woman who still has a penis then uh you are transphobic and I just inherently don't agree with that. Uh, but kind of, you know, ideas and thoughts along that line. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of scary to say what you really feel and really put it out there in this day and age. Oof, that was no good. Um, but... So as I'm sure a lot of you know, I spend a lot of time thinking and I've, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time sort of questioning, uh, the idea of, well, I guess you could say not so much polyamory cause that's, that's kind of a question in itself, but maybe open relationships, relationships and stuff. And I've always kind of thought that that is associated with with sort of the the weakness of my generation or maybe not my generation specifically but you know i don't want to say millennials but you know people younger than me and maybe some people slightly older than me um i guess you call the particip the, the parsi- participation ribbon generation and i kind of don't like using that as an example because it's too simple um it's not so much everyone wins just because they participated it's 
it's more about protecting people from hurt and never building the psychological strength needed to deal with uh day not not day-to-day stressors maybe in some cases day-to-day stressors but deal with just the difficulties that are thrown at you with life and instead of facing them head-on and putting yourself in stressful situations so that when those situations present themselves in a way that you don't have control because you face them in a way that you do have control you know how to deal with them and I think a lot of people in my generation and maybe slightly older and slightly younger have you know have been protected from stress I guess you could say and thus they don't really know how to handle it and you know I often wonder how much of sort of the modern, oh, everyone is some level depressed and everyone has some level of anxiety. Uh, I wonder how much of that is actually people legitimately are depressed or legitimately have anxiety or how much of it is just because anxiousness So let me pause for a second here. Anxiousness is a feeling that is normally felt in healthy people. It is okay to feel anxious. It is okay to feel sad. It is a, a part of the natural, healthy human psychological condition. And I wonder how many people you see going online and claiming, you know, just openly say, oh yeah, I'm depressed. Oh yeah, I have anxiety. Like, I have anxiety as if they're, you've been clinically diagnosed with anxiety. How much of that is actually people, how much of that is actually people being diagnosed with it? Or people just having a shitty situation, not knowing how to deal with it, and just defaulting to, oh, I must have anxiety, or oh, I must have depression, because that's what everyone else is saying that they have. And in doing that, it creates a snowball throughout society of, you know, oh, if everyone else has this ailment, then I must also have it, you know. And then there's always the question of, you know, okay, you have anxiety, okay, you have depression, okay, well, how are you living your life? You know, do you exercise? Do you sleep enough? What's your What are your eating habits? Um, in every scientific study, every scientific podcast, all that, everything I listen to it always comes back to diet, exercise, and sleep. And I always feel kind of like an asshole whenever I say that. Like, we... We live in a world where you can't really question whether or not someone's actually depressed or actually has anxiety because then immediately you become the asshole who's judging the person the, uh, judging the person who has a handicap or has a disability or mental illness and you're not allowed to judge mental illness but I'm not judging it I'm questioning it. So I do feel like an asshole because there are definitely people out there who have legitimately have these issues and they you know don't know how to work around them or they not they don't know how they can't. Um or they don't have the resources or what have you. So, and I know those people out there, I know they exist, but I honestly don't feel like the number of people out there who claim they deal with these issues are actually 
actually have these issues or if they are just they just whenever they have a bad experience instead of actually dealing with it and thinking about it and using it as a learning experience they just kind of curl up and bend over and say yes this is just my psychological inability or psychological disability holding me back from doing something great or doing what I want to do um, and that's kind of the whole thing with you know the softness of my generation and you know I don't think I don't like using that word soft like I said earlier it, it's not the right word like but the the not the not preparedness, I guess. And for a long time, for a long time, when it came to open relationships, and maybe polyamory, but that's kind of different from open relationships because it's legitimately multiple real relationships. For the longest time, I thought, you know, is this just people who aren't, willing to face the difficulty of breaking someone up breaking up with someone because they're not meeting their needs you know one person is you know say a guy is with a girl and the girl isn't giving him everything that he wants and instead of saying hey look emotionally uh intellectually sexually whatever it is you're not meeting all the needs i need Instead of saying, I'm going to go find someone who does, and says, well, you meet, you know, seven out of ten of my needs, I'm going to give you, you know, I'm going to go find someone else who can fill the other three, right? And while you're going to still be my boyfriend, this person's going to be off to the side to fill my other needs. Or while you're still going to be my girlfriend, this person's going to be off to fill my needs. And for the longest time, I thought that was just people not wanting to um, to deal with the, the stress and the anxiety of going through a breakup and going through another breakup and going through another breakup. Um, and it made me sad. It really made me sad because as it is right now, I'm really happy with Sarah. And, you know, the relationships were, we've been together for almost two years now and I still couldn't be happier. And what ends up happening down the line, I don't know the future, so I'm not going to say anything. But as is right now, I'm really happy with her. And it makes me so sad that other people, or it made me, I should use past tense because this is leading to somewhere. It made me so sad that other people don't get to experience that because you're splitting your time up with other people. You, you're not, you're not you're not cultivating you know if you have two plants and you if you have one plant or you have two plant plants and you're spending all your time with one plant versus two plants that one plant is going to do better you know theoretically you know obviously two plants isn't a lot of work to take care of so but you know what i mean the the, the connection the relationship the memories you make with that one person are always going to be stronger with one person than with two and that's why i'm so happy with sarah you know we just work together so well uh she keeps me in line makes sure i'm not too much of an asshole and um 
<laughs> she provides for me. No, I'm just kidding, but she kind of does provide for me. Um, you know, we make each other laugh. We have really fun and interesting discussions. We get to share fun scientific facts. You know, everything is great with her. And, you know, I just, I want other people to have that. But in that vein, last weekend we were talking about sort of uh, open relationships and polyamory and how I just kind of really don't get it, you know. Uh, I was talking with another of my friends and he said, oh, yeah, open relationships are often related to individuals not being able to sort of reconcile their own insecurities, their own jealousy, and they blame other people. And that's something that also bugs me is I've read articles online and in like um, college and university newspapers about how people who are in monogamous relationships are you know they're living in the past and they're weak and they don't realize the happiness and joy that can come from uh being in a open relationship it's you know they're you know we as me as someone who is very happy being in a monogamous relationship is is the stupid one and that made me you know that 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 pissed me off and it definitely it definitely altered my view of uh, people who are in open relationships because to be honest if you're in an open relationship it doesn't affect me in any way so I'll keep my mouth shut and I'll let you do your thing if you let me do my thing but how come you're allowed to judge me for the way I live my life if I'm not allowed to judge you the way you live your life um, and yeah I mean I'm not proud to admit it but of course it's going to shape the way I think of you know people who live their life that way um, just, you know, when people, like my friend was saying, when people get insecure, they start pointing that finger at other people who share that insecurity to hide the fact that they have this jealousy or whatever their insecurity is. But I was talking with Sarah last weekend, and uh, I was I was talking about, we were talking about polyamory and open relationships and she said how she was reading online some accounts on reddit of people who are in open relationships and they're happily married and the wife you know they spend most of their time together but every now and the wife will go out and have sex with another man or the man will go up and have sex with another woman or sometimes they'll invite a third or fourth person into the bedroom and they all have fun and nobody's jealous and everyone's having a good time and you know that's just how like they legitimately don't understand how anybody would just want to be with one person and something I made a connection in my brain I made a realization in my brain about all the sort of different kinds of relationships and different well I still have an issue with the fact that there's like almost 80 or I don't know how many there are now there's way too many in my opinion gender identities which is one of those controversial ideas I was talking about earlier I I do not think we need whatever it is 70 75 80 different gender identities uh, 
I think you're creating way too many small buckets, and when you create small buckets, you create competition, and it's not, you know, it, you know, I think, you know, if if you had five or six or seven, I wouldn't, sure, whatever, but I, I think, I think you're, I'm trying to think of an analogy, but I don't have one. You're really pushing the barrel and scraping the bucket. I don't know. You're grasping at straws, stretching, looking for some way to make you special or to make other individuals special when, you know, I really don't think gender identity is what makes someone special. Like, if you're a perfectly functioning normal person in society but you identify as a transgender androgynous male like if what makes you special is how you treat people and what you contribute to contribute to society not what gender identity you are anyway now everyone's going to label me as a nazi for saying that but as far as back to my original point about you know different relationships and stuff like that (laughs) bear with me here if someone can be born a psychopath or sociopath and not see any reason why it's wrong to murder someone or to uh, purposefully maybe not injure someone but uh, blackmail, extort, uh, just any number of illegal or morally wrong things to progress their career, to get to where they're going. If someone can be born a psychopath or a sociopath or any other mind, any other abnormal brain function, uh, if someone can be born that way, then why can't someone be born with, you know, a part of the brain that that doesn't work? The part of the brain that doesn't work is the part that says, you know, monogamy is a good thing. Monogamy is fun. So that part of the brain just doesn't work. And you find someone you like and you find someone you love, but, you know, sometimes you also just want to bang other people. And that doesn't mean you don't love him any less. It just means you want to bang other people. And if you can find someone else whose part of the brain doesn't work, that part, same part of the brain doesn't work, then good on you. Go have fun. Uh, now, I want to stress this very much. I am not comparing people in open relationships to psychopathic murderers. I'm just not. I'm just saying if there is a line in which if at the... F- farthest most extreme end someone can go around and happily murder a dozen people and not show any remorse then there is a line somewhere in which it means that there is an indication that parts of the brain cannot work and cause people to act abnormally and again i say abnormally because the simple fact is that is it is not the norm to be in an open relationship it's simply not and that's not a judgment it is simply a statement i know you know it's there are many more people in monogamous relationships than there are in 
uh, open relationships, and that's just the definition of abnormality. Well, to an extent, but semantics, I guess. So, my mind has been changed on that. That's not to say that I'm going to do it. I still don't necessarily understand it, but I at least... I get that there is a potential for why someone would want to do it. Why there? Why someone would want to do it that isn't just they don't want to deal with the difficulty of breaking up with someone, or they don't want to face the fact that they're a jealous person. You know, it, it could be as simple as their brain just doesn't function the same way as mine. And the more I think on things, the more I realize that just about everyone's brain doesn't function the same way as mine and I've come off pretty lucky as an individual who has a pretty straight shooting brain at least I think I have a straight shooting brain I'm sure there's lots of people out there who don't agree uh, so anyway um, maybe that pissed you off listening to that uh Maybe it answered some questions, or maybe you have more questions than when we started. Uh, I've already forgotten about how, half of what I said. Uh, I tried my best not to go off on too many tangents this time. But that is, you know, I just kind of wanted to show that I do, I do think about these things. And my mind and, you know, my feelings toward different actions do change and do evolve and uh, yeah, it's just the recognition that people's brains, and when I say brains, I don't just mean thought process, I mean literally the functioning, the chemicals, the electrical signals function differently, and people get people's reward pathways fire for different things, they get, you know, they get stimulation out of different things and I just taking a step back for half a second and real really realizing that has largely changed my outlook on a lot of things so you know you know I was going to end this here but that kind of brings me up on another point that I think a lot about uh and about the whole thing of you know being afraid to share being be, being afraid to share my thoughts and my feelings because 10, 15, 20 years down the line, someone might dig something up and call me a bigot and, you know, I'll end up being fired and living in a dumpster somewhere. This, you know, this internet mob mentality of finding someone and just destroying them is so incredibly dangerous you know I think the best you know just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean that they're a bad person now if you don't agree with someone and they're a bad person that's a different story you know I've met people who are conservatives and think for whatever reason because they're conservative that gives them a uh a pathway to be an asshole that gives them the right to be an asshole and everyone if anyone judges them for being an asshole it's oh you're a libtard you can't you're just a little snowflake and can't handle being made fun of no 
I just don't want to have a conversation with someone who's an asshole. But if someone genuinely has a different view than you and is willing to sit down and discuss it, then you should absolutely 100% sit down and discuss it. And I've talked several times on previous podcasts about the the gay pride parade, uh, or just, I guess, the pride parade in, in general now, uh, not allowing UBC because they there was someone talking who they disagree with and not allowing the Vancouver Public Library to participate because they didn't allow anybody to agree with. I, you know, they allowed someone to talk who the pride... The library and UBC allowed people to talk who the Pride Society did not agree with. And I think that's incredibly dangerous because they're shutting down the discourse with people on the other side. Now, I don't know too much about the people who were talking and presenting at UBC and the Vancouver Public Library. Uh, From what I read, they seemed like they were kind of just riding the rage wave to get publicity and maybe they were just kind of being assholes but UBC and the library are literally places of knowledge places of sharing uh when Galileo first suggested was it Galileo Galileo looked through his looked through his telescope and saw um Jupiter, Saturn, and Uranus and suggested that Earth is not the center of the universe but Earth is rotating around the sun. I want to say it's Galileo. I'm going to sound like an idiot but because this is a signal I don't have time to Google it. Anyway, it was something along those lines that Galileo said he was put under house arrest because he was basically speaking out against the church. And yet it spins. He was saying that the Earth spins. Maybe that's what it was. Anyway, my whole point is if you just because the masses disagree with someone doesn't say they're wrong, doesn't mean they're wrong. Now, that's not to say that these assholes, well, I don't want to call them assholes because I don't know too much about them. That's not to say that these speakers and these presenters um, are right, but they do have a right to talk and they do have a white right to have and I hate using the term, a safe space to discuss their ideas. Now, if you legitimately don't like their ideas, if you think they are an idiot, don't say, no, you're not allowed to talk. You let them talk. You make them be an idiot. You make them look like a fool. You go, if you are so adamant that your ideas and thoughts are stronger than theirs, than the people you disagree with, especially if it's a speaker that you are trying to shut down, you go to their talk. And at the end of those talks, usually there's a question and answer period, and you go and you challenge them. And you see how far they've thought through their ideas, and you see how far you've thought through your ideas. And if they can't come up with any... If, if, if you challenge them and they can't come up with a good argument, then you win. You've made them look like an idiot. But if they do have a good argument, then you need to sit down and think harder about why you are, why you have the stance that you have. And that's not to say your stance is wrong, and that's not to say your stance is right. But 
they have thought harder about their stance and you need to think harder about yours so in the future when presented again you can challenge them again now on a more personal level if it's just you and another person and they have thoughts and opinions they disagree with the trick is to befriend that person find common ground find common humanity you know and then after that discuss the situation i think i talked about this on the podcast with Deontay. you know discuss the situation after you have made a connection with them because you're not looking at them as an enemy as an other as someone who disagrees with you you're looking at them now as someone who you share a commonality with and you are more likely to maybe not necessarily see their side but accept them even though they have a different view and i think that is the most important thing is you know people attach themselves to their ideas people i people's ideas become their identity and when you attack their ideas you are attacking their identity and that is not the case that has never been the case if this mark of a good true strong mind and individual psychological is someone who has someone who is willing to change their thoughts and opinions when new evidence presents itself new ideas new arguments someone who can really someone who isn't afraid to say i was wrong and in the past year or two i've been spending a lot of time making sure i do not attach my identity to my opinions and if someone you know the best thing you can do is say i don't know and i'm not sure about things that you don't know and you're not sure about instead of raising your hackles and putting up your defenses as soon as anybody challenges a thought or idea because your thoughts and ideas are not who you are your actions are who you are and that's that's the most important thing the way you treat people is who you are so anyway that was this single uh i hope you guys enjoyed it um I'm probably going to do another one soon. I've got a lot of things on my mind right now. Uh, As always, especially for these ones that some people may find a little more controversial or uncomfortable to listen to, I love feedback. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you feel. Um, Challenge my thoughts and ideas. Um, I love to have discussions with people. Uh, Let me know. now that I've officially uploaded this podcast onto Podbean, I believe each episode has a comment section underneath it. Uh, you can always check out my website at nomorewastedays.ca. Um, every episode goes up there as well. It's just a feed directly from the Podbean, Podbean website. Uh, I'm going to try and start putting more blogs up as as I work on the website. I'm hoping to maybe add an additional uh, photography page if you like to look at pretty pictures uh if you like to look at pretty pictures you can always follow my 
photography Instagram called the desk desktop experience exactly as it sounds the desktop experience but yeah uh, that's it for this one uh, as always uh, thanks for listening uh, let me know what you think and uh, stop wasting those days <laughs>